Episode 7 Organized Planning You have learned that everything men creates are or acquires begin in the form of desire. That desire is taken on the first lap of its journey, from the abstract to the cons concrete into the workshop of the imagination, where plans for its transaction are created and organized. In Chapter 2, you were instructed to take six definite practical steps as your first move in translating the desire for money into its monetary equivalent. One of these steps in the form of a definite practical plans or plans through which this transformation may be made. You will now be instructed how to build plans which will be practical ways. A. Ally yourself with a group of as many people as you may need for the creation and carrying out of your plans or plans for the accumulations of money, making use of the mastermind principle described in a later chapter. Compliance with this instruction is absolutely essential. Do not neglect it. B. Before forming your mastermind alliance, decide what advantages and benefits you may offer the individual members of your group. In return for their cooperation, no one will work indefinitely without some form of compensation. No intelligence person will either request or expect another to work without adequate compensation, although this may not always be in the form of money. C. Arrange to meet with the members of your mastermind group at least twice a week and more often if possible until you have jointly perfected the necessary plans or plans for the accumulation of money. D. Maintain perfect harmony between yourself and every members of your mastermind group. If you fail to carry out this instruction to the letter, you may expect to meet this failure. The mastermind principle cannot obtain where perfect harmony does not prevail. Keep in mind this fact, first, you are engaged in an undertaking of major importance to you. To be sure of success, you must have plans which are faculty-less. Second, you must have the advantage of the experience, education, native ability, and the imagination of others' mind. This is in harmony with the methods followed by every person who has accumulated had a great fortune. No individual has sufficient experience, education, native ability, and knowledge to ensure the accumulation of a great fortune without the cooperation of the other people. Every plan you adopt in your endeavor to accumulate wealth should be joint creation of yourself and every other members of your mastermind group. You may originate your own plans either in whole or in part, but see those See that those plans are checked and approved by the members of a mastermind alliance. If the first plan which you adopt does not work successfully, replace it with a new plan. If this plan fails to work, replace it with, in turn with still another and so on until you find a place plan which does work. Right here is the point at which the majority of men meet with failure because of their lack of persistence in creating new plans to take the place of those which fail. The most intelligent man made living cannot succeed in accumulating money, nor in any other undertaking without plans which are practical and workable. Just keep this fact in mind and remember when your plans fail that temporary defeat is not permanent failure. It may only mean that your plans have not been sound. Build other plans, start all over again. Thomas A. Edison failed 10 times. 10,000 times before he perfected the 
incandescent electric light bulb. This is he made with a temporary defeat 10,000 times before his efforts were crowned with success. Temporary defeat should mean only one thing, the certain knowledge that there is something wrong with your plan. Millions of men go through life in misery and poverty because they lack a sound plan through which to accumulate a fortune. Henry Ford accumulated a fortune, not because of his superior men, but because he adopted and followed a plan which proved to be sound. A thousand men could be appointed out, each with a better education than Ford's, yet each of whom lives in poverty, because he does not possess the right plan for the accumulation of money. Your achievement can be no greater than your plans are some. They may seem to be axiomatic statement, but it is true. Samuel Insull lost his fortune to over $100 million. The Insull fortune was built on plans which were some. The business depression forced Mr. Insull to change his plans and change brought temporary defeat. Because his new plans were not sound, Mr. Insull is an, now an old man. He may consequently accept failure instead of temporary defeat. But if his experience turned out to be failure, it will be for the reason that the lack of fire of persistence to rebuild his plan. No man is ever wiped until he quits. In his own mind, this fact will be repeated many times because it is so easy to take the count at the first sign of defeat. James J. Mill met with temporary defeat when he find endeavor to raise the necessary capital to build a railroad from the east to west. But he too, too turned defeat into victory through new plans. Henry Ford made with temporary defeat, not only at the beginning of his automobile career, but after he had gone far towards the top. He created new plans and went marching on to the financial victory. We see men who have accumulated great fortunes, but we often recognize only their trap, overlooking the temporary defeats which they have to surmount before arriving. No follower of this philosophy can reasonably expect to accumulate a fortune without experiencing. Temporary defeat which, when defeat comes, accept it as a signal that your plans are now sound, rebuild those plans and set sail once more towards your coveted goal. If you give up before your goal has been reached, you are a quieter. A quieter never fails and a winner never quits. Leave this sentence out. Write it on a piece of paper in the letters an inch high and place it where you see it every night before you go to sleep and every morning before you go to the work. When you begin to select members for your mastermind group, endeavor to select those who do not take defeat seriously. Some people foolishly believe that only money can make money. That is not true. Desire transmuted into its monetary equivalent through the principles laid down here is the agency through which money is made. Money of itself is nothing but inert matter. It cannot move, think or talk, but it can hear when a desire when a man who desired it called it to come. Planning the sale of service. The remainder of this chapter has been given over to a description of ways and means of marketing personal service. The information here convey will be practical help to any person having any form of personal service to market. But it will be priceless benefit to those who aspire to leadership in their chosen occupation. Intelligence planning is essential for success in any undertaking designed to accumulate riches. Here will be found the detailed instruction to those who must 
begin the accumulation of riches by selling personal services. It should be encouraged to know that practical old great fortunes begin in the form of compensation of personal service or from the sales of idea. What else, except ideas and personal service, would not would one not possess of poverty property have to give in return for the riches? Broadly speaking, there are two types of people in the world. One type is known as leaders and the others as followers. Decide at the outset whether you intend to become a leader in your chosen calling or remain a follower. The difference in compensation is vast. The follower cannot reasonably expect the compensation to which a leader is entitled. Although many followers make the mistake of accepting such pay, it is no disgrace to be a follower. On the other hand, it is no credit to remain a follower. Most general great leaders begin in the capacity of follower. They became great leaders because they were intelligent followers. With few exceptions, the man who cannot follow a leader intelligently cannot become an efficient leader. The man who can follow a leader most efficiently is usually the man who develops into leadership most rapidly. An intelligent follower has many advantages, among them the opportunity to acquire knowledge from his leader. The major attributes of leadership. The following are the important factors of leadership. Unavering, unwavering, unwavering courage based upon knowledge of self and one's occupation. No followers wishes to be dominated by a leader who lacks self-confidence and courage. No intelligent followers will be dominated by such a leader very young. Self-control. The man who cannot control himself can no, never control others. Self-control set a mighty example of one's followers, which the most intelligent will, in, intelligent will emulate. A keen sense of justice. Without a sense of fairness and justice, no leader can command and retain the respect of his followers. Defendedness of decision. The man who waves in his decision shows that he is not sure of himself. He cannot lead others successfully. Defendedness of plan. The successful leader must plan his work and work his plan. A leader who moves by guesswork without practical definite plan is comparable to a sheep without a rudder. Sooner or later he will land on the rocks. The habit of doing more than a paid for. One of the penalties of leadership is the necessities of willingness upon the part of leader to do more than he requests to his followers. A pleasing personality. No slovenly careless person can become a successful leader. Leadership calls for respect. Followers will not respect a leader who does not grade high on all the factors of pleasing personality. Sympathy and understanding. The successful leader must be in sympathy with his followers. Moreover, he must understand them and their problems. Mastery of detail. Successful leadership call for mastery of details for the leader's position. Willingness to assume full responsibility. The successful leaders must be willingness to assume responsibilities for the mistakes and the shortcomings of his followers. If he tries to shift these responsibilities, he will not remain the leader. If one of his followers make a mistake and show himself incompetent, the leader must consider that if he who failed, cooperation. The successful leader must understand and apply the principle of cooperative efforts and be able to induce his followers to do the same. Leadership calls for power and power calls for cooperation. There are two forms of leadership. The first and the far and by far the most effective is leadership by consent of. And with the sympathy of followers, the second is leadership by force. 
without the consent and sympathy of the followers. History will fill with evidence that leadership by force cannot endure. The downfall and disappearance of dictators and king is significant. It means that people will not follow forced leadership indefinitely. The world has just entered a new area of relationship between leaders and followers, which very carefully, which very clearly calls for new leaders and a new brand of leadership in business and industry. Those who belong to old school of leadership by force must acquire an understanding of the new brand of leadership, cooperation or be relegated to the rank and file of followers. There is no other way out for them. The relationship of employer and employee or of leaders and followers in the future will be one mutual cooperation based upon an equitable division of the profits of business. In the future, the relationship of employer and employees will be more like a partnership than it has been in the past. Napoleon, Kaiser William of Germany, the Tsar of Russia, and the King Spain were examples of leadership by force. Their leadership passed. Without much difficulty, one might point to be prototypes of this ex-leadership among the business, financial, and labor leaders of America who have been dethroned or slated to go. Leadership by consent of the followers is the only brand which can endure. Men may follow the forced leadership temporarily, but they will not do so willingly. The new brand of leadership will embrace the 11 factors of leadership described in this chapter as well as some other factors. The man who makes this the basis of his leadership will find abundant opportunity to lead in any walk of life. The depression was prolonged, largely because the world lacked leadership of the new brand. At the end of the depressions, the demand for leaders who, have, who are competent to apply new methods of leadership has greatly exceeded the supply. Some of the old types of leaders will reform and adapt themselves to the new brands of leadership. But generally speaking, the world will have to look for new timber for its leadership. The necessity may be opportunity. The 10 major causes of failures in leadership. We come now to the major faults of leaders who fail, because it is just as essential to know what not to do as it is to know what to do. Inability to organize detail. Efficient leadership calls for the ability to organize and to master detail. No genuine leader is ever too busy to do anything which may be required of him in his capacity as leader. When a man, whether he is a leader or follower, admit that he is too busy to change his plans or to give attention to an any emergency, he admits his inefficiency. The successful leaders must be the master of all details connected with his position. That means, of course, that he must acquire the habit of relegating details to capable lieutenants. Unwillingness for render humble service Truly, great leaders are willing, when occasion demands, to perform any sorts of labor which they would ask another to perform. The greatest among ye shall be servant of all is a truth which all able leaders observe and respect. Expectations of pay for what they know, instead of what they do with that which they know. The world does not pay men for the which they know. It pays them for what they do or induce others to do. Fear of competitions from followers. The leaders who fears the one of his followers may take his position in practically sure to realize that fear sooner or later the able leaders train under understudies to whom he may delegate at will 
any of the details of his position. Only in this video, only in this way may a leader multiply himself and prepare himself to be at many places and give attention to many things at one time. It is an eternal truth that men receive more pay for their ability to get others to perform than they could possibly earn their own efforts. An efficient leader may through his knowledge of his job and the magnetism of his personality greatly increase the efficiency of others and induce them to render more service and better service than they could render without his aid. Lead of Imagination Without imagination, the leader is incapable of meeting emergencies and of creating plans by which to guide his followers efficiently. Selfishness The leader who claims all the honor of the work of his followers is sure to meet by resentment. The leader, the really great, great leaders claim none of the honors. He is contented to see the owners when there are any good to his followers because he knows that most men will work harder for commendation and recognition that they will for money alone. Intemperance Followers do not respect any intemperate leaders. Moreover, intemperance is any of its various forms, destroy the endurance and the vitality of all who indulge in it. Disloyalty Perhaps this should have come at the heads of the lace. The leader who is not loyal to his trust and his associates, those above him and those below him, cannot long maintain his leadership. This loyalty marks one of as a being less than the dust of art and brings down on one's head the contempt he deserves. Lack of loyalty is one of the major causes of failure in every walk of life. Nine, Emphasis of the authority of leadership the efficient leader leads by encouraging and not by trying to instill fear in the hearts of his followers. The leader who tries to impress his followers with his authority comes with the category of leadership through force. If a leader is a real leader, he will no need to advertise that fact except by his conduct, his sympathy, understanding, fairness, and a demonstration that he knows his job. Emphasis of Title The competent leader requires no title to give him the respect of his followers. The man who makes too much over his title generally has little else to emphasize. The door to the office of the real leaders are open to all who wish to enter, and his working quarters are free for formality or ostentation. These are among the more common of causes of failures in leadership. Any one of these faults is sufficient to induce failure. Study the least carefully if you aspire to leadership and make sure that you are free of this fault. Some fertile fields in which new leadership will be required. Before leaving this chapter, your attention is called to a few of the fertile fields in which there has been decline of leadership, and in which the new type of leader may find an abundance of opportunity. First, in the field of politics, there is most insistent demand of new leaders, a demand which indicates nothing less than an emergency. The majority of politics have seemingly become high-grade, legalized recruiters, They've increased taxes and debauched the machinery of industry and business until the people can no longer stand the burden. Second, the banking business is undergoing a reform. The leaders in this field have almost entirely lost the confidence of the public. Already the bankers have risen the need of reform and they had begun it. Third, industry called for new leaders. The old type of leaders thought and moved in terms of the avoidance instead of thinking and moving in terms of human equation. The future leaders in his 
industry to endure most regard himself as a quasi-public official du whose duty is to manage his trust in such a way that it will work hardship or no individual. Or group of individuals exploiting of working men is a thing of the past. Let the men who aspire to leadership in the field of business, industry, and labor remember this. Fourth, the religious leader of the future will be forced to give more attention to the temporal needs of his follower. In the solution of the economics and personal problems of the present and less attention to the dead past and the yet unborn future. Fifth, in the professions of law, medicine and education, a new brand of leadership and to some extent new leaders will become a necessity. This is especially true in the fields of education. The leader in that field must be in future find ways and means of teaching people how to apply the knowledge they received in school. He must deal more with practice and less with theory. Sixth, new leaders will be required in the field of journalism. Newspaper of the future to be conducted successfully must be diverse from specialized privilege and relief from the subsidy of advertising. They must cease to be organs of propaganda for the interest with patronize their advertising columns. The type of newspaper which publish scandals and lewd pictures will eventually go by the of all force which debuts the human mind. There are but a few of the fields in which opportunities for new leaders and a new brand of leadership are now available. The world is undergoing a change. This means that the media through which the change is human habits are promoted that must be adapted to the changes. The media are described are the one who which more than any others determine the trends of civilization. When and how to apply for a position. The information described here is the net result of many years of experience during which thousands of men and women were helped to market their service effectively. It can therefore he rely upon as sound and practical media through which service may be marketed. Experience has proved that following media offer the most direct and effective methods of bringing the buyer and seller of personal service together. Employment bureaus Care must be taken to select only reputable bureaus, the management of which can show adequate records of achievements of satisfactory results. There are comparatively few such bureaus. Advertising in newspapers, trade journals, magazines, and radio. Classified advertising may usually be relied upon to produce satisfactory results in the case of those who applied for clerical or ordinary salaried position. Displaying advertising is more desirable in the case of those who seek executive connection, the copy to appear in the sections of the paper which is most apt to come to the attention of the class of employees being sold. The copy should be prepared by an expert who understands how to inject sufficient selling qualities to produce replies. Personal letters of application directed to particular firms or individuals most apt to need such service are or being offered. Letters should be neatly typed, always and signed by hand. With the letters should be sent a complete brief of outline of an applicant's qualification. Both letter application and the brief of experience or qualification should be prepared by an expert. Application through personal acquaintance. When possible, the application should endeavor to approach prospective employers through some mutual acquaintance. This method of approach is particularly advantageous in the case of those who seek 
executive connection and do not wish to appear to be peddling themselves. Application in person. In some instance, it may be more effective if the applicant offers personally his service to prospective employers in which even a complete written statement of qualification for the position should be resented for the reason that prospective employers often wish to discuss with associatives once recorded. Information to be supplied in a written brief. The, this brief should be prepared as carefully as a lawyer would prepare the brief of a case to be tried in court. Unless the applicant is experienced in the preparation of such briefs, an expert should be consulted and his service enlisted for the purpose. Successful merchants employ men and women who understand the art and the psychology of advertising to present the merits of their merchandise. One who has a personal service for sale should be same. The following information should appear in the brief. Education. State briefly, but definitely what schooling you have the, you have had and in what subject you specialize in school, giving the reason for that specialization. Experience. If you had experience in connection with positions similar to the one you seek, describe it fully. State names and address of former employers. Be sure to bring out clearly any specialized special experience you may have had which could equip you to fill the position you seek. Reference. Practically every business firm desire to know all about the previous record, at ascendance, etc. Of, of prospective employers who seek positions of responsibility. Attach to your brief photostatic copies of letters from former employers, teachers under whom you studied, prominent people whose judgment may be relied upon. Photograph of self. Attach to your brief a recent unamounted photograph of yourself. Apply for a specific position and avoid application for a position without describing exactly what particularly position you ask. Never apply for a such a, just a position that indicates you lack specialized qualification. State your qualification for the particular position for which you apply. Give full detail as to reason you believe you are qualified. For the particular position you seek. This is the application. It will determine more than anything else what consideration you receive. Offer to go to a work on probation. In the majority of instances, if you are determined to have the position for which you apply, it will be most effective if you offer to work for a week or a month, or for a sufficient length to time to enable your prospective employer to judge your value without pay. This may appear to be a radical suggestion, but experience has proved that it seldom fails to win at least a trial. If you are sure of your qualification, a trade is all you need. Incidentally, just such an offer indicates that you have confidence in your ability to fill the position you seek. It is most convincing. If your offer is accepted and you make good, more than likely you will be paid for your probation period. Make clear the fact that you offer is based upon. Your confidence is your ability to fill the position. Your confidence is your prospective employer's decision to employ you for after trial. Your determination to have the position you seek. Knowledge of your prospective employer's business. Before applying for a position, do sufficient research in connection with the business to familiarize yourself throughout with that business and indicate in your brief the knowledge you have acquired in this field. This will be impressive as it will indicate that you have imagination and a real interest in the positions you seek.
Remember that it is not the lawyer who knows the most law, but the one who best prepares his case who wins. If your case is properly prepared and presented, your victory will have been more than half won at the outset. Do not be afraid of making your brief too long. Employers are just as much interested in purchasing the service of well-qualified application as you are in securing employment. In fact, the success of most successful employers is due in the main to their ability to select well-qualified lieutenants. They want all the information available. Remember another thing, neatness in the preparation of your brief will indicate that you are a painstaking person. I have helped to prepare briefs for clients which may be more striking and out of ordinary that they resulted in the employment of the application without any personal interview. When your brief has been completed, have it neatly bound by an experienced binder and later by an artist or printer similar to the following. Brief of the qualifications of the robot case meet applying for the positions of privately secretly secretary of the president of the blank company INC. Change names each time brief in stone. This personal touch is sure to common attention. Have you briefly, neatly typed or ma memograph on the finest paper you can obtain and bound with the heavy paper of the book cover variety. The binder to be changed and the proper firm name to be inserted if it is to be shown more than one company. Your photograph should be pasted on one of the pages of your brief. Follow this instruction to the letter, improving upon them wherever your imagination suggests. Successful salesmen groom themselves with care. They understand the first impressions are lasting. Your brief is your salesman. Give it a good suite of clothes so it will be stand out on bold contrast to anything your prospective employer ever say in the way of an application for a position. If the position you seek is worth having, it is worth going after with care. Moreover, if you sell yourself to employ in a manner that impresses with him with your individuality, you probably will receive more money for your service from the very start then you would if you applied for employment in the usual convention way. If you seek employment through an advertising agency or an employment agency, have the agent use of, of your brief in marketing your service. This will help to gain preference for you both with agent and the prospective employees.